Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I share my successes and my failures and hope that you can learn something from my experience and make your life a little bit better. This week's episode is called, What Do You Deserve? So last week's podcast got quite a few responses and questions. Some of them turned into some back and forth discussions about some of the ideas that I talked about last week. So I want to dig into them a little bit deeper in this episode. So last week's episode was about a post that I had read on Reddit that was very similar to a bunch of others that I'd also read. And basically, the poster complained about how they felt that there were plenty of things that they weren't getting in their life and they felt entitled to. And since I got some good questions on that, I wanted to kind of dig into some of those topics a little bit more. So the first question was from a listener who asked, what if instead of looking at human existence as you don't deserve anything, which was something I said in last week's podcast, we instead look at it as you deserve exactly what you receive? Now, I understand that you don't deserve anything in life seems kind of harsh, but it is exactly what I meant. When you say that you deserve something, it means that you feel entitled to it and that it is something that is owed to you. And I truly believe that nothing is owed to you in this life. Because if life were fair, we would all be born with the same advantages, but we all know that we're not. Also, think about it from a very basic level. The universe or God doesn't owe anyone anything, even from the day we're born. If this were the case, then things like infants dying in childbirth simply wouldn't happen. Now, the reason why there are fewer children dying in childbirth now than, say, 100 years ago is because we have worked as a society to improve health care, as well as the whole process of giving birth. This didn't happen because we wished the universe would let more children survive childbirth. It happened because people all over generations took actions to improve health care. We decided as a society that we would all be better off if more children survived. Now, some may think this attitude is cynical, but I think that it's far from it. I think the fact that we have created societies and work to improve the health of everyone is a pretty amazing achievement of humanity. In the Bhagavad Gita, it says, You have the right to work, but only for the work's sake. You have no right to the fruits of your work. Desire for the fruits of your work must never be your motive in working. Now note, this quote doesn't refer to legal obligations. Work here means the work of living, of doing good work in the world. And I like this because it kind of sums up what I'm talking about, is that nothing is ever owed or guaranteed to us in this life. That we need to live our life in a way that we find honorable, not because of some great reward, but rather because we want to live honorably and in a way that we're proud of. So let's circle back around to the idea that the listener had proposed to me, that you deserve exactly what you receive. And to me, this just doesn't sit right, because that would mean that if somebody got cancer, they somehow deserved it. If somebody got screwed over in a business deal, then they also somehow deserved it. And to me, this attaches a moralistic judgment around the person, like they must have done something to deserve it. We often do this because we want to believe that life is fair, and it's really not. Life happens, and we want to make sense of it, and we see an effect, and we try to assign a cause, a motivation, or a reason for it. And we especially do this to ourselves. When we fail at something like a relationship, we often blame ourselves thinking that we deserve what we are getting. We might be in a relationship that isn't healthy for us, 
but we may think that it's what we deserve, so we hold on to it even though we're miserable, because it's, again, what we think we deserve. Now, Epictetus warned of this when he said, an ignorant person is inclined to blame others for his own misfortune. To blame oneself is proof of progress, but the wise man never has to blame another or himself. And what this means is that when we blame others or ourselves, it is because we had expectations that were not met. If we can understand that, then we can deal with what is rather than getting upset about what should be. So this listener then responded saying that they were leaning towards the idea that the universe gives us what we need to learn. And I know that many people out there feel this way, but to me that begs the question, who or what determines what we need? Does that mean there is some God, universe intelligence giving us these things for us to learn? Now, I'm of the mind that life just happens. And with that said, I think that there are plenty of opportunities in this life for us to learn if we decide to take them. Plenty of people decide not to take them. And this is why the Stoics were so insistent on understanding the things you have control over. Your thoughts, your choices, and your actions. In short, your will. The only way that you can learn something from an experience is because you choose to do so. Because you give some kind of meaning to an experience that helps you learn from it. This means that you have to make an effort and choose to learn and grow. It doesn't just happen. For example, two people can go through a car wreck and have two totally different outlooks on what happened. One person can survive it and think that it was the worst thing that ever happened because it almost killed them. Another person can see it as a life-affirming event that reminds them of the shortness of life so that they are grateful for all the moments that they have left. So, Ryan Holiday said, The obstacle in the path becomes the path. Never forget, within every obstacle is an opportunity to improve our condition. And for me, this means that there's always an opportunity to learn from any experience. But we just have to step up and take it. You have to develop a mindset to learn from a challenge that comes your way. That way, it doesn't matter what experience happens to you. You will learn from it. You will take those opportunities where others won't. All right, let's move on to another question. So this listener writes, Hey, Eric, I think the problem is most of us think that when we do good to others, then we will get to the same but it doesn't happen, and many of us end up being sad. Right now, I'm in the same situation where I feel I deserve something, but I'm not getting it, and I constantly fail to achieve it, and I feel sad. I want to know how I can avoid this mental obstacle and how I can cult cultivate a habit in long term where this type of mental blocks don't slow my growth or doesn't affect my well-being. Also, do you believe in karma? I want to know what your thoughts are and the stoic view on it. All right. So one of the fundamental Stoic principles is to recognize what you can and what you can't control. And to be honest, this is probably the most important principle. And I think that most other principles are built off of this one simple yet powerful idea. Now, as Wayne Dyer so eloquently puts it, your reputation is in the hands of others. That's what a reputation is. You can't control that. The only thing that you can control is your character. If you are only nice to others so that they'll be nice to you, then your actions are really just a way to try and manipulate others. And to be honest, I know what it's like to be around somebody that is just trying to be nice to you because they want something. That something might just be for you to, to like them or because they're trying to get something from you. But nonetheless, it doesn't really feel good when others are trying to manipulate you. And the way that you inoculate yourself against this kind of unhappiness is to decide to live in a way that you want to live regardless of what others do. Your choices and actions are the only things that you can control, so you need to decide 
what path and what particular principles you want to follow in your life. In this case, the principle is that you want to be a kind person, not because of other people, but because it's the kind of person that you want to be. You can't control if others will be nice to you. And if you're only nice to others when they're nice to you, then you are allowing them to control you. You should act with kindness regardless of how others act towards you. How they act should not dictate whether or not you live a certain principle. So for the second part, do I believe in karma? At its origin, karma is a belief in Hinduism and Buddhism that your actions in this life have consequences in the next life. Since I don't believe in either an afterlife nor reincarnation, I don't believe this in this definition of karma. I also don't believe in karma in the more modern, kind of tit-for-tat way that many think about it. Most people think that when they talk about karma, that it's some kind of force that if you do something bad, then something bad will happen to you. And I don't think that it's ever that cut and dry. That would mean there's some unseen external force out there that is judging what you do. And again, what's the criteria? And who or what is making those decisions? What I do believe is that your actions have consequences, though those are often unseen and hard to trace. I believe that what you put out into the world does come back to you. For example, being kind to others doesn't mean that they'll like you. But if you're mean and angry with others, there's a pretty good chance they won't want to be around you. If you are kind to others, even when they are not kind to you, then you can feel good about yourself. How they feel about you doesn't matter. You are in control of your life because you have made a decision of how you want to live. And this spills over into all other areas of your life. I find that when I'm kind to others, then I'm generally surrounded by others who are kind to me. And if they're not then I do my best to still act the way that I want to and not let them control me in that way, and I just usually end up spending less time around them. The idea of a fair world is a hard one to shake. We think that things should just balance out in a certain way, and we're often frustrated when they don't work out the way that we think they should. And really what it comes down to is that we have expectations on things that are outside of our control. And when those aren't met, well, we aren't happy. When you can recognize that you have the power to be the kind of person that you want to be in any situation, then you have the opportunity to control the one thing that you can in this world, yourself. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be good to yourself, be good to others, and thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee, where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great-looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.